If you're looking for Pokemon style Etsy items, Pokemon Pop figures, and so much more, check out the PokeDepartmentStore.com. That's P-O-K-E-D-E-P-S-T-O-R-E.com for all your Pokemon needs. What is up everyone? It's me, the Pokemon Cave. Yet again, I'm by myself today. Of course, this is how it's going to be for the next little while until Professor Mobile gets everything sorted out. Uh, in his personal life. Today we're going to again try and keep this nice and short. Uh, we have two stories that we want that I want to touch up on. The first would be the 10 Pokemon whose potential Ash Ketchum wasted. The second though is kind of interesting. It's going to be the 10 most expensive Pokemon cards of all time ranked. Not sure exactly if I agree with these uh, but we'll we'll see. Uh, so starting off with the 10 or with the yes uh, the 10 Pokemon that Ash kind of screwed up. I guess number 10 would be Gibble. During his journey through the similar region, Ash catches Gibble, who is terribly clumsy, but could have been a fantastic team member had Ash devoted more training to its evolution. Uh, in particular, Gibble's final evolution, Garchomp is a great Pokemon to have as a par battle par uh, partner. Uh, as the model of its highest potential, Sentinel champion Cynthia uses her Garchomp as our ace Pokemon. Its speed, durability, intimidation factor leads it in a great success in the final league tournament. Uh, that said, Gibble fought as well as anyone expected given its underlevel status against its opponents. Uh, very true. The writers could have done better with Gibble. They missed a huge opportunity with that Pokemon. Uh, Garchomp is a absolute beast to go up against and it could have been a, a very good contender for Ash. Koileva is our number nine spot. Uh, Ash has a knack for acquiring fire type Pokemon who have had abusive trainers in the past. Although Cyntaquil, Coiliva's base form, was never officially a, any trainer's Pokemon. Ash showed it compassion and devotion to the porcupine-like Pokemon so that it could learn to handle fire type movesets. Once trained, Ash's uh, Cyntaquil does well in the Jodo League. However, it doesn't evolve into Coileva until close to the end of the season. Ash never had the chance to grow Kaleva, Kaleva uh, into a Typhlosion, one of the greatest best Pokemon. Uh, really? Eh, I don't know. Uh, fans would have loved to see such a powerhouse take the league championship that year. Uh, number eight, Snivy. I mean, yeah. Uh, the most unfortunate thing about Ash's Snivy is that it had a real potential to be excellent had Ash developed it like his other team members. Although Snivy rubbed fans the wrong way with its snouty attitude, it had the ambition to flourish under a strong trainer. Ash seemed initially worthy, but he neglected Snivy's training in favor of his main six Pokemon in Unova. Uh, Trips Saviper was the uh, superior, sorry, was the superior grass starter, and fans can't help but wonder if Trip was arrogant and annoying as he was would have been better as Snivy's trainer. Uh, number seven. Uh, Tortorilla. Tortora is one of the Pokemon Ash never should have involved from its base form. Turtwig, initially, Ash had huge success harnessing the grass type speed and agility, but when it evolved into Gortol, all the speed turned into a stone wall defense. Ash and Grotol struggled for a while, but eventually found a strategy that would highlight its final form's strength. Ash's Tortorilla never won any noteworthy battles to add insult to injury. Sadly, no matter how many hits Tortorilla could with Sand, it was a poor addition to Ash's attack-heavy Pokemon team. Although Ash and Torreira were a decent pair, the true potential of this Pokemon remained in Turtwig. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Very true. Uh, Turtwig, hands down, was the better of the three of all forms. Um, Ash has a very attack-heavy uh, group. Uh, at the same time, I mean, it, it's good to have attack-heavy, but you also need defense. Don't get me wrong, you, you do need to get defense. Um, you can't just be dishing out attacks because every other trainer will have a Pokemon that can dish out attacks as well. You need to be able to have a Pokemon that can kind of have a balanced mindset. Um, you know, basically, you need to be able to attack really well, but be also able to take attacks very well and withstand uh, against these other trainers. Uh, Rowlet comes in next. Uh, basically, Rowlet would be a superior anatomy from this trend, except that it has also. Oh, sorry. Uh, most of the flying types in Ash's teams have made it to the championship league in each reason. Rowlet would have been surprisingly anomaly from this trend, except that it is also a grass type, a group that Ash tends to ignore in the recent seasons of Pokemon. Although it's unclear why Rowlet refuses to take on its final form of Decidueye. Uh, it could benefit from the speed, fighting, and move pool upgrade, although Rowlet is far from the most underwhelming Pokemon compared to the rest of Ash's starters. Could have been a much more potential force. Oshawott was next. Ash has the unfortunate habit of generally underperforming with the starter set of the Pokemon each league. Notably, the Water-type Pokemon in Ash's team, aside from Greninja, have almost always been neglected as the comic relief member in the group. This seems to be the fate that befell Oshawott. Although its final evolution, Semrot, isn't the best starter evolution Pokemon, it would have served Ash much better than its cute otter-based form. With Semrot's ability Torrent, water-based moves are enhanced, attacks like Hydro Cannon, Hydro Pump, and Waterfall hit with double the power. As it is, Oshawott has more losses under its scalp than wins. Torkoal. <laughs> yeah, Torkoal. I have a love-hate relationship with Torkoal. Uh, Torkoal really, really sucked in the anime, but I tend to actually really like him in the TCG battle. Uh, Ash's Torkoal has a decent, uh, important battle record, 4-7, to seven, but by no means is that amazing. Fortunately, Torkoal more than makes up for it in its lack of fierceness and its bond with Ash during the Hoenn region. Torkoal is primarily uh, used as a helper and protector during Ash's journey and is best known for its compassionate uh, disposition. With this wind log only slightly better than Ash's other mediocre battle partners, Torkoal just isn't meant to be a fighter. Using it in a Nintendo game playthrough would be unwise when offered all the other fire-type Pokemon options. Um, yeah, I don't think I've ever used a Torkoal in any of the games. That's actually kind of surprising. Ah, uh, boy. Glyzer was next. Uh, he's a an interesting guy. I don't even think Ash used him very much at all. Gleiser is a fan favorite of Ash's Sinnoh team because of its loyal and passionate nature. When Ash first captured it, Gligar usually flopped against opponents due to its fear of heights and battling. Mm, okay. 
thankfully, Ash helped its Pokemon out of its traumas and it evolved into Gliscor. Gliscor. Uh, unfortunately, Gliscor continued to be unimpressive despite acquiring a better moveset when it evolved. Gliscor only managed to produce one win in its six major battles, which was aided by a super effective attack by Ash's prior Pokemon. Is that really a win then? Debatable. Uh, Ash should have trained Gliscor more. <laughs> oh boy. Muck comes in as number two. Uh, this is another big one. I mean, Ash rarely used Muck. Uh, if there was an award for underutilized Pokemon, Muck is a favorite for that title. Muck is one of five poison type Pokemon that Ash has acquired. It would be unrealistic to expect Ash to bond with all the Pokemon he's ever caught, but Ash's renowned partnership with all of his other Pokemon makes prematurely shipping off Muck to Professor Oak seem strange. Its only significant win came against a Bellsprout in the Indigo League, and it lost all of its other battles. Fortunately for Muck, the show writers love its extraordinary, extroverted, that's not, I pronounced that completely wrong, uh, extroverted personality, and to smother or hug its companions. Uh, I mean, yeah, can you really call that a hug? It's more of a suffocation. And the last, or top, is Pidgeot. Arguably the worst Pokemon to grace Ash's team is Pidgeot. One of his original Pokemon, embarrassingly, Pidgeot, throughout its evolutions, only won against weak Pokemon. However, it has only one win, but that battle has been disputed by fans and came at the end of the season. It finished with an abysmal 2-4 for a win-loss. Uh, in Gen 1 of Game Freak, Pidgeot is actually a decent Pokemon to take to the championship round, though it isn't the best option. It'll get the job done, but yeah. Ash's Pidgeot, or Pidgeot eventually became a great battle partner, but, but he really saw that potential for a good cause. Yeah, I, I don't know what their point was of having Pidgeot. He didn't really use it very much. It was kind of like a, a filler, if you could say that. Uh, and finally, our last uh, story that we're going to touch on is the 10 most expensive Pokemon cards of all time. Uh, this list actually includes a backstory to someone who I uh, I dislike greatly. Uh, he's never done anything to me personally, nor would he even know who I am or even care of who I am and whether or not I'm a fan of him or not. But his just self of or lack of self-respect for the Pokemon community, the Pokemon hobby in general, uh, and the way that Pokemon is meant to be. Uh, I mean, it's disgusting. Uh, and then for him to turn around and boast these quote-unquote amazing finds and amazing buys just to jack up the market, whether he thinks he's jacking up the market or not, he knows what he's doing. Uh, to make his cards more valuable, because um, it's it's just an investment opportunity for him. He's not doing this for the sake of the community. He's doing it to make a buck. Um, I mean, arguably, we can all say that we are doing this to make a buck, whether you think so or not. Uh, truth be told, I mean, I've collected Pokemon for years now. Uh, I used to play the TCG, if you can call it that. Back when I was younger, I mean, we we never played properly, if that would be the best way to describe it. 
uh, it was very kind of point-and-click kind of thing. Uh, no energies involved, that kind of stuff. It was very basic. Uh, however, now I've actually gone back into TCG. I'm building decks. I'm battling my daughter. And we're having a fun time with it, regardless of the fact that she loses a lot of the time. Uh, but number 10 is the Tamayushi University Magikarp Trophy Promo. Try saying that 10 times fast. Uh, this rare card is a, has an interesting story behind it. In 1998, magazine or Soka Kuka, oh boy, <laughs> magazines hosted a contest which, once passed, led the students to a conference in Oskawa. Oh God, I cannot. Oh boy, okay. Uh, lovely. So, um, sorry, I got a thing here. Uh, led to the students to a conference in Oskawa to special tournament. The few winners of the contest were awarded this card. Uh, with a PSA Gem Mint 10 grading, this card went up for auction in early 2021 and sold for a whopping 66100 Magikarp may not be the cutest fish Pokemon, but it sure fetched a lot of money. Uh, number 9, Umbreon Ghost Star Hollow. Such a beautiful card. Um... Pokemon that even non-fans know about, this card features Eevee's evolution, is extremely rare and very costly. The Ombron Gold Star Hollow is one of two cards in the world with a BGS rating of a 9.5, which makes it even more valuable. Uh, in TCG, players had to collect over 70,000 XP points to get to the coveted card. Fittingly, it sold for $70,000 at its auction. And there are very few of these 2005 cards that exist in the world in total. Number 8 is the 99 Secret Super Battle Number 1 Trainer. July 2020 saw the sale of the 99 Super Battle Number 1 Trainer card for a hair raising $90,000. It is believed to be only one of seven that exists in the world. The holographic card was given to the 99 Super Secret Super Battle Tournament finalist which was held in a secret location in Japan card features the original artwork of the mysterious Mewtwo. Text about the super secret super battle as well as the Japanese logo of Pocket Monsters trading card game. Number 7 2006 Pokemon World Championships Promo Number 2 Trainer This coveted card was awarded only to the winners of the Pokemon World Championships in 2006 and there are only 3 of these cards in the world. This particular Mint 9 grade card sold in February 2014 one for $110,000, making it one of the most valuable cards. Everyone's favorite electric-type Pokemon holds up a silver trophy on a holographic card with an English inscription about the 2006 champion returning to the 2007 battles. I mean, yeah. It Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is a beautiful, beautiful card. Number six, the 2000 Pokemon Neo Genesis First Edition Hollow Lugia, number nine. The bird Pokemon from Gen 2 Lugia was a big hit when it was released, which is why this 2000 card sold for the huge amount of 144,300 in May of last year. This card was notably difficult to grade as early versions were full of misprints, yet this one got a BGS Pristine 10. This fetched in the handsome price that it was bought at and remains one of the most exclu- or elusive and most wanted cards in the TCG. Number five is the Kangaskhan Hollow number 115 family event trophy card. This trophy Pokemon card is very rare and has the sweetest story behind it since it features the adorable Kangaskhan and its baby. It was awarded to the 1998 Parent and Child Mega Battle Tournament where a parent and their kid were supposed to compete together. That's really, really cool. I mean, I, I haven't read too much into these events, but I really hope that they are doing them again uh, and will do them again. That way, I mean, I would love to join that with even my daughter in the future. That'd be amazing. Uh, it was the original Pocket Monsters card or it has the original Pocket Monsters card game Japanese logo and a rare version of the holographic Pokemon. October 2020 saw its sale, which amounted to a massive 150,100. Number four is the Black Star Ishihara signed GX promo card. This extremely special TCG card sold for $247,230 in April of 21. What makes it worth a quarter of a million dollars is actually features the artwork of the CEO and president of the Pokemon company, which is given to the employees on his 60th birthday bash. What boosted its value was not only the mint condition, but also the signature of the CEO, which was on the card. There is no other card quite like this one. Number three is the Pokemon Blastoise number nine, slash 165 rare commissioned presentation galaxy star hologram made by wizards of the coast in 98 this blast size card was made as a template to show nintendo of japan what they could do with tcg there are only two of these cards in existence which is only once with only one surfacing in 2021 which was sold for three hundred and sixty thousand dollars in january of 2021 of the two cards that were produced, one had a magic gathering back and the one that sold had just a blank back, making it even rarer than usual. I mean, that would be weird as heck to have a Pokemon card with a magic the gathering background or back on it. Yikes. <laughs> Number two, the 99 first edition Shadowless Charizard. Yeah, it's only number two. This Shadowless Hollow Charizard is the second most expensive card ever, with a hefty price tag of 420000 and that's raw. Uh, it sold in March of 2022. 
And besides being a first edition card, its crowning glory was the lack of a shadow beneath the Charizard, which was corrected later. Uh, I mean, I don't think that was really a correction. I think they meant to do that. Uh, despite being over two, two decades old, the card has a PSA grading of Gem Mint 10, uh, and it's one of the hottest commodities in the TCG market. Oh, okay, so it was graded at 10. Uh, in the picture that they show, it's raw. I mean, it's like classic eBay. Everyone says, oh, Gem Mint 10, Gem Mint 10, and yet it's a raw card. Uh, sure, it might be potentially a Gem Mint 10 in your hands, but once the postal company gets a hold of it, once you pack it and ship it and gets to the buyer, uh, it may not be a pristine 10. <clears throat> and number one, ugh, this idiot. The Illustrator Coral Coral Comics Promo Pikachu Illustrator card is apparently the most expensive card ever. Uh, card goes several stratospheres above the second highest one with a current value of $5,275,000. Reportedly bought by the one and only Logan Paul. This card came about in 97 and 98 competitions by Japanese magazine Koro uh, Koro Comic. Those winners were awarded this. The word trainer was replaced by illustrator in this card and it also has a pen icon at the bottom unlike any other card with only 40 odd cards in existence. This is the most valuable Pokemon card in existence. Uh, yeah. <laughs> sure. Um, I mean, is it really worth that much? I I beg to differ. Um, I think it's only worth that much because of the fact that Logan Paul bought it. Uh, and he can essentially dictate whatever the heck he wants to sell it for. Uh, which, or what he declares the value to be. Uh, he did the same thing with the Charizard. He's doing the same thing with this Illustrator card. Who knows what's going to happen down the line with the next card. Uh, but I guess we'll all find out, right? Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. So, with that being said, we're going to end it today. Like I said, short podcast. We're going to try and keep these short when it's just me. That way you don't just have to hear me. Um, you know, of course, I miss having uh, Professor Mobile here. It's uh, amazing to have someone to, to bounce bickering back and forth with. Uh, hopefully, he can come back soon. Uh, I know I miss him. Hopefully, you guys miss him as well. Until next time. I'll see you when I see you. Take care, everyone.